relationships. We looked last week at the relationship that the wife has to the husband. Uh, tonight, we want to spend a little bit of time. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll just read it, give a few uh, minor points tonight, and then we can deal with it in more depth in a couple weeks. So, <clears throat> But it tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, starting with verse uh, 22, we saw the responsibility of the wife. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head <clears throat> of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And we already looked at that, and so now husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And as we know, that's the agape love, that's the self-sacrificial love that we ought to be uh, showing our wives and, and doing so and representing Christ and how, how we love her and, and uh, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And, and so um, <clears throat> uh, the, the type of love that we ought to have, uh, that or in order that he, Jesus, might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And so I, I believe this is talking about the, the sanctified marriage, a clean marriage. And so it's one that is set apart that God can use as an example that shows the love of Christ, that, that shows the relationship that Christ has to the church. And, and so it's set apart to be used as a tool in this uh, in this world today and cleanse it with the washing of water, uh, the cleansing power of the word of God, the washing of water by the word. And so by practicing, by having a biblical type of a marriage that God can use, he sets it apart, he uses it, and he blesses that. And uh, the reason, then the entire reason that he, Jesus, might present it to himself a glorious church, and that that is an honored church. And so uh, think about your marriage and, and think about the honor that it ought to have. You, you ought to honor that marriage. You ought to um, uh, be considering what uh, you can do to make it godlier and, and uh, uh, praiseworthy uh, by God and not having spot and the, the stains and the blemishes and, and all of that. And, and so we need to uh, uh, make sure that uh, all of that is out and, and or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. And the insinuation then is, um, bring nourishment to your wife and, and cherish your wife. And in the nourishment, obviously, isn't uh, 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 just, you know, the physical needs of food or whatever. We're talking about meeting the needs and the spiritual needs also. And cherish her and cherish your marriage. And for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. That's a quote all the way back from Genesis when uh, God first ordained the institution of marriage. And, uh, you know, the, and 
and I say this, and, and uh, you guys know this, that your kids are, are gone and married or out on their own. You understand this more so maybe than the others so far, but uh, you pray far more for your children after they're out of the house than you ever did when they were in your home. And, and, uh, and why? Because you, you've, you don't control the situation any longer. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do, and, and you, you need to uh, pray for them. And, and, and that's the thing that you have to realize what he's saying in verse 31. As a parent then, when your kids get out, but out of their business, you know, there are times when uh, you, you need to let them grow up and you need to let them make their decisions and you need to let them uh, become the family that, that God wants them to be. And uh, you, you are, the, the, the whole relationship changes when your children are out and, and you just have to, and then also you as, as a, the adult in that marriage, you just have to stop letting your family dictate to you things that you need to be doing in your own family. Just take care of your own family and look for the applause of God. And if your family agrees with that, praise the Lord. If they don't, you move on anyway and you do what you're supposed to do. I mean, we had, you know, all kinds of uh, challenges when we were first married. And, and uh, you know what I found to be the best way to, to fix that is move to North Carolina where you don't know anyone and you're 1,100 miles from one family and you're 1,700 miles from the other one. And guess what? You're just on your own. That's what God did for Teresa and I. We had to. I mean, it just, you know, there, there just comes a time where you have to cut those strings and, and you have to allow God to uh, develop that marriage. And, and so if you are married, then make sure that you are building your family the way Christ wants God in Christ wants you to build that marriage and and uh, you uh, you can listen to advice along the way but uh, there comes a time where you guys are that unit and make sure that that's the unit that uh, is uh, looking for the applause of God this is a great mystery but I speak concerning Christ and the church do you know why because when when you become that unit on your own, then you become more dependent upon God. And, you know, sometimes we as parents, we really like to get in the way. And, and we really like to provide things sometimes for them that maybe we're getting in the way of what God wants to do in their life. And we have to turn that over to God and and give that to them, and and hey, these are hard lessons that I'm still learning along the way, you know, and 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 I'm thankful though. I I I just this week was thinking about Kareth and Mad, and and they went through some pretty crazy trials in the first two and a half years of their marriage. But I, I look back and just start praising the Lord for how I could see His hand of provision in all of that. And the thing that we as parents need to realize is that God loves those kids more than we do, and we need to trust Him with that, and then. Uh, you as a, uh, if you are the, the, the couple, then you, you become what God wants you to be and you start relying more upon God and you rely upon each other where it needs to be. And so uh, our family won't always be there, but God will. And our marriage needs to reflect that. And so 
This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself as himself and the wife as she reverence her husband. You know, the the world is so full of hatred and anger, selfishness, narcissism, and a godly marriage is just the opposite. A godly marriage is that husband is going to love his wife and uh, be willing to make sacrifices, be willing to do whatever he needs to, to, to lead his family in a God-honoring way and show them, here's the way to walk and let's walk together and, and let's be what we need to be. And, and his wife is going to be there walking with him and encouraging him along the way and loving him and encouraging him and being the helpmeet that she needs to be. And, and the kids are going to see a, a, a mom and a dad who love each other and who love them and give them that stability in their home and and know that that the the world may be crazy but I can come home to the the sanctuary of my home and and here it's a place of love it's a place of peace it's a place of solitude it's a place where I can be who I am and 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 I can trust the Lord for for all of these things and and walk humbly with him and and know that that God is being honored in all of that. Our kids need to know that. Our wives need to know that. The husbands need to know that they have the support of those that are in that home. And and when you do, you you have a strong, solid, faithful, God-honoring home that God can use to make a difference in this world. And I'm telling you, that's why Satan is after your family so hard. And you need to guard that, and men, you, you need to be willing to guard that for, uh, in all ways and, and keep that trash out of the home and, and uh, walk in the way that we ought to and make sure that God is being honored. And so let's have a God-honoring type of marriage that w- God can use to make a difference in this world for all eternity. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word, and I pray your blessings upon it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys.